It is time to show up. It is time to be your full, authentic, anointed, gracious, powerful, bold self. We live in a day and time now where you cannot afford to be a woman of God, a believer in the faith, and not know who you are. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wise Women Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring godly wisdom to your world. It's Wednesday, so you already know what that means. It is time to wise up. Let's talk wise, be wise, so that we can live wise. What is up, everybody? I hope you have an amazing, awesome, beautiful day. I hope that this podcast finds you strong in your spirit and in wonderful spirits at that. I pray that the joy of the Lord is your portion. Today is the day the Lord has made that we will rejoice and be glad in. I'm excited and I hope that you had an amazing love day this past Monday was Valentine's Day. So I hope that you got some candles, some chocolate, um, a warm hug and some sweet treats. And if you're single and you did not get those things, I pray that you celebrate it yourself in some way, shape, form, or capacity. I hope that you receive my gift from you. If you're on my email list, you know that I released an ebook this week called Single Season, Dating the One Who Matters Most. And I hope that you receive that book and that you are receiving the words of knowledge and wisdom that came from my single season so that you know about the advantages um, that you should be taking from this season. So please, 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 please do not forsake this season. It's too powerful. It's honestly the best season ever. And that's coming from somebody that's married and any married person will tell you that I mean if they're if they're married and they're actually doing it the right way, they will tell you that there are parts of their single season they miss. That's every single season you're in. You know, if you go you go from not having children to having children, there's a parts of ha- not having children that you miss. If you go from the third grade to the fourth grade, there are parts of the third grade that you no longer get in the fourth grade that you miss. Every season when you transition, there are parts that you miss. So it doesn't, it's not saying that married people who say parts of their single season they miss means they haven't a bad marriage. It just simply means that they're in a new season. So while you're in your single season, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. Because I've already talked about this on my last podcast. If you haven't checked out uh, Wives in Waiting, the Wife Hacks, you need to go check that out. It tells you a little bit about what's in that book. But since the book is out, you can go ahead and grab it. Uh, the link is in the description box on your listening platform. As I was saying, There are different parts of every season that we miss when we transition in life from one season to another. That season of singleness is very different than the season of marriage. The season of marriage is very different than the season of being single. That's why you see divorced people really struggling because they move from one temporary season to a permanent season. And then they went from a state of permanency back to what could be a season of temporary or permanency depends on if they get married again. We're not going to go deep into that in this in this particular episode, but I did want to lead in with that because it is love week. So even though Valentine's Day has passed, people are still thinking about love. People are still talking about love. People are still having love on their mind because it's still scrolling down their timeline. It's still in the aisles because all the discounted candy and bears and chocolate and, and goodies and flowers that uh, marketers and retailers are trying to get rid of right now so because love is still in our mind 
I wanted to talk today about what love really has to do with it. And I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler alert. The spoiler alert is that there's only two ways that love really has to do with it. What is it? It being the relationship, it being the connection, it being the reason for moving from casually dating to seriously dating to getting married. There's only two ways that this can be perceived. The world's way and God's way. See, the world's way is... Love really doesn't have anything to do with it. It's about the status. It's about the money. It's about leveling up in society. It's about security. It's about um, comfort, meaning that, you know, I want somebody to fill my needs. I want somebody that's going to provide for me sexually, emotionally, financially. It's about me. That's the world's way. So the world's way is that love really doesn't have anything to do with it. Love is just some, it's an emotion that opens the doorway for me to trust you with my life, my finances, to have kids with, and to do life with as a partnership. And we see this displayed when you get into all of these different types of relationships that reflect this paradigm of love. What can I get out of it? And can I set my own boundaries? And can I set my own rules? Let's move away from this traditional paradigm of what the the institution of marriage and love was. And let's move into what I think it should be. Is there anything wrong with setting your own boundaries in love? Is there anything wrong with setting your stipulations and working with a person to become unified in one? Absolutely not. The difference is that the kingdom way of loving is completely opposite of the world's view. Notice that when I said the in the world, love really doesn't have anything to do with it because it's kind of a part of a contractual agreement. If you know anything about the way marriage is set up through government, it's all about paperwork. It's all about um, status on your tax on your taxes. It's all about those um tangible things that monetize and construct marriage as an institution whereas in the kingdom it is about covenant in the kingdom it is about commitment in the kingdom the standard for love as a relationship relationship is love is everything so in the world love is nothing in relationships in the kingdom love is everything because the bible says the definition of love it it sees all it covers all wrongs. Um, it is not self-seeking. It's not self-serving. It is submissive. It is giving. So when you think about the fundamental principle of what love is in the kingdom, love has everything to do with it. And I keep repeating that because I want you to get that kind of in your soul that in the world, love has nothing to do with it. In the kingdom, love has everything to do with it. For God so loved the world. It didn't say that for God so trusted the world. It didn't say that for God so wanted the world. It said for God so loved the world. It was love that put Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. It was love that allowed him to go to the depths of hell to defeat death, hell, and the grave. It was love that allows him to pursue us and turn up the world upside down, bankrupt heaven, come down to earth, uh, pay the redemption's price for blood for our sins so that we can experience life abundantly here on earth and then eternally with him um, in heaven and in eternity and beyond. It was love. So when you talk about love as it relates to marriage and relationships, love in the kingdom has everything to do with it because love is about giving and it's about serving it is not self-seeking meaning you cannot be selfish and love effectively if you are loving the kingdom way you cannot not be double negative here but you can't not be a giver 
and effectively love the kingdom way. You have to give, you have to love, you have to serve. When you look at the first Corinthians 13, four definition of love, that is a fundamental principle throughout everything that it says. You know, and there's a lot of different ways that people have given language to how to love the kingdom way. They say, you know, love doesn't keep score. Love doesn't keep chaperones. Love doesn't bite back. You know, it's not this get back. That's a kingdom. That's, I'm sorry. That's a world mentality of loving. If you say, well, you did this to me, so I'm going to do this to you. You cheated on me, so I'm going to cheat back. No, the kingdom says that it's redemptive love, that my love is going to cover you despite how you treat me, despite how you talk to me, no matter how harsh, mean, rude, ugly, nasty you are to me, I am choosing to love you. Does that mean that we accept abuse? Absolutely not. So hear me within context, but redemptive love is the power of and kingdom loving that transforms, that wins your spouse, that influences the marriage, and that changes things. In the world, it's not like that. Remember, in the world, love has nothing really to do with it. It's okay, well, you pay, you pay, it's a 50 50. If you pay part of the bills, I'll pay part of the bills. If you show up and you act like you trust me and you loyal to me, I'm gonna give that back to you. If you do this for me, I'll give that back to you. Love in the kingdom is a complete opposite because love in the kingdom in the process of redemptive love is truly a faith process because it says no matter how you act, no matter what you do, no matter what you say that I like or do not like, I made a covenant before the courts of heaven, stood before God and the host of the angels and said that I will honor you, I will love you, I will respect you based on God's definition of love, which then means if even if you're acting ugly, I will still love you. Even if I don't understand you, I will still love you. Even if you don't show up in loyalty, I will still love you. I will love you until I, until I literally don't have breath in my body. And I believe that that is the kingdom definition of love. Now, let me merge these two definitions and say this. A lot of the issue that we see in Christian marriages is that they have not renewed their mind to the Christian and kingdom way of loving. That is a very mature thing to do, that you choose to love someone on that level, to redeem them by your love, to redeem them and allowing love to be the answer, not being quick to anger, not being quick to lash out, not being quick to go off, not being quick to complain, not being quick to murmur or complain or be bitter and choosing to love and those instances where you don't feel love, you don't feel value, you don't feel appreciated, you don't feel like they're loyal, you feel like they're hiding things. So these are all relationship issues. And I believe that Christians have said that they want the God love. They want the pastor and the preacher to marry them in the church that's beautiful. They want to walk down the aisle of the church. They want the doors of the church to be open. They want all the aesthetics of what looks like a Christian godly marriage, but they have not renewed their mind in relationships on how to actually carry that out so even though they they have the appearance of dating or marrying a godly man or woman their actions in the relationship reflect a worldly view of how to operate because you don't operate in love and you say oh well you got your lick i'm gonna get my lick back can i just say that that is so immature if you are still at a place of trying to get somebody back for what they did to you or because they did something to you that you don't like or agree with you feel like you have permission to do that thing back to you you need to grow up first of all yeah i'm coming for you today you need to grow up because that's immature second you also need to take a step back from that love relationship because you are not ready to love on a level that people deserve to be loved I don't care what they did or what they said. People are flawed. 
we all have weaknesses. So something they did, it could have very well not even been an intentional harm to you. If they love you, then it won't be, you know? So again, that is a very immature sign that you are not ready to love. And you should not be actively trying to love someone. You need to go sit down and work on yourself and heal from the place in you that feels like you need to defend yourself. See, remember, the kingdom side of love over here says, I love you so much and I care about you so much. And I'm so honored and I value your opinion, your thoughts, your uh, well-being. I want the best for you in every single way. I'm not going to hinder or delay or, or destroy or deconstruct what God is building and crafting and molding in you. And I understand that as much as I love you right now in the form that you're in, you are a work in progress. So I'm going to have grace for you. I mean, everybody wants that love, right? But it's so hard to become the person that can love in that way. It's really hard to get your mind and your thoughts around the fact that I have to show up as this person regardless of what the person that I love is or is not doing. And that is when you know that you're you're really loving the God way. That is when you know that not only do you have the look of a kingdom marriage or the desire for a kingdom marriage, but you are the kingdom person that can bring the kingdom down to earth into your very world. Whether that person, you and that person are dating or married, that should be showing up. And if you're married, dating or married somebody who does not show those things, you need to begin to pray. If you're dating, you have a chance to get out. So if that thing is not turning, please do not get married because it's only going to amplify in marriage, in marriage, excuse me. If you are married, then you have a way out too, but it's not divorce court. It's prayer because remember the redemptive power of love can do some amazing things when you just show up and you allow love to be the answer. And I'm not talking about this half-hearted love, y'all. I'm not talking about this half-hearted effort. I'm not talking about this, well, I'll love you until I get tired or until I can't take it anymore. No, when you get to that point, you have to re-surrender into your heart and your will to God and say, Lord, renew my strength to do this. Because remember, and I think his name, Pastor Vincent Robinson always says that marriage is a reflection of your wise choice. That's the choice that you made. You made, And my mom would say, you made your bed, now lay in it, meaning that you don't just get to get up and quit. No, you made a covenant. Covenant is serious business to God, so it's not something you should take lightly. Again, if you're listening to this and you're single, I would highly, highly advise you to go check out my book, um, Single Season, Dating the One Who Matters Most, because you matter most in this season. I don't care if you are dating somebody. I don't care if you call yourself having a boyfriend or you're in a courtship. According to the court of law, as it relates to marriage and government, you are still single. So you still have the opportunity to make a wise decision. So do not, please don't, no matter what you do, squander your ability to choose. Okay. And and I'm saying this and wrapping it up on a last note. What does love really have to do with it? It can have nothing to do with it, or it can have everything to do with it but if you find yourself somewhere in between you're gonna have a mess so you have to commit and you have to find somebody that's committed to the same way that you are so if you are committed to love having everything to do with it being the center and the driving force and the answer and the solution and the resolve you should yoke up with someone who believes that same thing because if not when you have a weak day when you have a weak moment they're going to result to get back. They're going to result to revenge. They're going to result to vindication. They're going to result to anger. They're going to result to maliciousness. They're going to result to pettiness. 
okay? And that is when you're going to have a problem because you're going to be in a constant tug of war of who will will win out on the matter. And I'm going to be honest, marriage is for the long haul. So you're probably not going to always feel like you allowing love to be the answer. So you absolutely should choose somebody who, when you are weak, their love will even cover you in that moment. When you have a down moment or you have a human moment or you're at your wit's end and you may not be able to reach your intimate secret place and you do have a lash out moment or a breakdown, their love covers you. That's what you want. And I'm telling you from somebody that's married, that's what you want. Okay. So heed wisdom. Allow this wisdom to permeate your hearts and allow it to guide your decision making and your perspectives as it relates to the way that uh, dating and relationships and marriage could look for you because it's not a light decision. So there are a lot of factors to be considered and I want you to make the decision that is in alignment with your destiny because let me tell you this, you can choose the God person, you can choose the kingdom way of loving, you can show up every day in every way in your singleness and in your marriage as the person that can love in a kingdom way and guess what, it's still going to be challenging. Marriage is challenging because it's hard to agree. That's simple. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what religion you're in. Marriage is hard because it's hard to agree. So a lot of cultures make women subservient and completely silent so that there's only one thought to agree with. There's only one way of doing and thinking to come into alignment with. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. And I know I am, but it's fine because a lot of people got out of marriages because they could not figure out how to agree. When they say irreconcilable differences, meaning that we could never reconcile, we can never concile to one way of thinking or doing or being. And sometimes that is what will tear up a marriage. The Bible says that it's the small things that come in, the small foxes that come in and tear up the vine. It's not the big things. Most people aren't cheaters or liars or deceivers. They don't have those big overarching things going on it's the small things that tear up really great things okay so again and then just imagine ladies how hard it is to just make up your mind anyway like how many times do we fluctuate in our own mind and then you have to take that same mind and make it come into agreement with somebody else's mind who has their own thoughts their own opinions their own perspectives that is what makes comp relationships complex but it is a little bit easier if you choose somebody who is at least on the same path of thinking how you would like to resolve and how you would like to show up every day because then you're not showing up to a different battle or to a different thing you're showing up as a team you're showing up as one and you're doing it together so love again can have everything to do with it or nothing to do with it but you make the choice now and you make the choice forevermore because god is going to hold you accountable to how you show up not what they do not what not what they don't do but what you do and how you respond. When you stand before him, it won't be, well, your husband did this. It will be, why did you do this? Why did you make this selection? So I hope that this helps you as it relates to dating relationships because we got a whole year left full of lots of relationships and, and dating and uh, love to be had. So don't get hung up on a day or on a moment. Allow your life to reflect the glory of God and the love of God no matter what season you find yourself in, okay? So until next time, ladies, I love y'all. Peace, love, and hair grease. Thank you for tuning into Wise Women Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and a review. Hit the show notes to share with a friend and go over what we discussed today. As always, proceeds from this podcast go directly to support the mission of Penn's Prison. Don't miss out as there's two ways to be a part, writing and contributing. 
Now go forth and employ the wisdom that you gained today. Have an awesome week.